0: Hey, what is up? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. And you guys, we are in for a special treat today because I am here with the Vessler, with the leader of the Jack Pack, with the social media champion, Jack Tomlinson. What's up, Jack? How you doing, man?
1: I am, I am doing wonderful, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for that warm introduction. That was nice. Oh, yeah,
0: man. Thanks for being here. I'm super, super, uh, super excited about it.
1: Of course, as am I. I haven't done one of these uh, podcast interviews in in a while. It's probably been a couple of months oh, since wow. I've, done, I've done this. Maybe 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 only a month, but I'm a little rusty. So if it takes me like two minutes, <laughs> anyone listening to this, if it takes me two minutes, like get with the flow of things, that's why.
0: All right. No, no worries. No worries. We'll, uh, we'll just sit here in silence for two minutes. and no, I'm just kidding.
1: Complete silence? Oh, well, if, if we were going to sit here in complete silence, then I'd pull something out of my rear end and just talk as fast as I could to try and fill up that time.
0: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hey, uh, I, before we get started, I, the first thing. So the first thing that kind of like I noticed about you, the first thing that kind of just like made you stick out amongst the crowd was the social media championship. I love that belt. It's so unique. It's incredible.
1: Um, is I guess tell us about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's it's very. It's I'm gonna say it's very polarizing. I've yet to meet anybody. Uh, that is in the middle about it. People either either have really really nice things to say about it, and those are obviously the ones I want to hear, and I appreciate <laughs> so thank you for that. But then there's also people that have really terrible things to hear. Right before I hopped on here, I was I was texting Dante Drago, who is uh my tag partner. I even put on a Dante Drago shirt because oh, I, I originally when I thought, thought this was going to be uh visual and not just audio. Um, so I was going to promote his shirt, but no one can see it. But if you go to Dante's store, you'll be able to find it. Oh, yeah. I for was just talking Dante. to him because someone just commented. On one of my, one of my Instagram posts. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna read it if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it was, it just, it brought me so much joy and it probably shouldn't have brought me joy, but it was so <laughs> funny. Um, so this individual wrote out the full, the full F word, but I'm not gonna say it. He said, the is that title. I'm so happy I stopped watching wrestling in 2010. So it's very simple, but if you read into it, this individual is basically saying he, <laughs> He's so glad he stopped watching wrestling because people like me exist and this title exists. So it's, it's very, <laughs> polar, it's very polarizing. That stuff is in like down the middle. I was texting Dante about it. And I'm like, why, why are people so mad? It's if you don't like the title, like who cares? Um, but I'm, I'm very proud of it. This is something I've sat on for, for a very, very long time. I, um I originally had the idea, I think back in, it, it had to have been 20 2021. Like I threw the idea around when I was like 19. Um, but I never like really, really delve into it or dove into it until something was going on. Oh, this was uh, when major pod cheated, uh, cheated vlogger university at creative pro wrestling. And it was like, I knew I was going to have a match against Matt Cardona. So I was like, all right, internet versus And then I was like, well, we both do the vlog, but like, how is it? How are we different? How am I a new generation? Well, back in the day, people weren't hyped up about social media because what was it? It was the internet, but now it's people are hyped up about social media. So I said, okay, I'm the the internet champ versus a social media champ. And I didn't really do anything of it. It ended up being like a six-way tag match, so it wasn't the match to unveil a championship in at all. And then a couple of years later at uh, NFW, I ended up in this storyline with a wrestler named Brett Ryan Goslin, BRG for short, and he has a tremendous following on uh, TikTok. And with him and his girlfriend, they have a couple of accounts together. And collectively, I think they have over like 600,000 followers on both accounts. So, yeah. they were, so I was like, oh man, this is the guy to do it with. And he was a great wrestler, probably one of the top like three best stories and uh, opponents or rivals I've ever had, and it just it felt right, it felt great. NFW was behind me and helping to bring this title not only to their promotion but to all of the independent scene, and and when I, I came across, when I was thinking about the title, I was like what is social media? It's all these recognizable uh, icons that represent someone's ability to share their life with the world, whether personally or professionally. So I came up to the idea that I had to have all four icons that I'm active on on social media. And people don't know this until I really say it, but it's in the shape of an app. That's why it's this big square. Oh, not you're I you're right. Out. I didn't know yeah. that
0: either. It is kind of the shape of the app on the phone. Yeah.
1: Yeah, both of them, yeah, they're supposed to be app icons and uh, wow. verified because I'm the verified social media champion. And then you have my Vessler logo, vlogger plus wrestler equals Vessler, on the side plate to show that I am, in fact, the social media champion.
0: You know, when I first, uh, I was watching this match and uh, it said, they said Vessler and I was like, what? what's a Vessler? And then I, I kind of put the vlogger and wrestler together. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I in the beginning when I first said I was going to be the Vessler, I didn't. I, I didn't process that people weren't going to understand it. I thought, oh, this is easy. Blogger plus wrestler, you know, put it together. And I had the idea because <laughs> at
0: stopped, first I was like, does he wear vests?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't make as much sense as I thought it did because I was, it was during the time w- what was coming. I don't know why I, my mind always goes to Twilight when I think of this story, but I feel like Twilight had ended years prior, but I was thinking about like, were you team, uh, Edward and Bella or team Jacob? Uh, Jacob and Bella and I can't remember the ship names that people gave them like team Jella like Jacob and Bella or team
0: oh yeah that's when those Bed- Bedward,
1: like Bella and Edward and like and I like that. combined these ship names and yeah, best when came yeah. out and I had uh, started being on Cap TV which was creative pros YouTube show every Monday night and I started being on that show and hosting it and when I would open up an episode, I'd say, what's going on, everyone? It's the Vessler, Jack Tomlinson. And then when it would be edited, they would edit in the word Vessler with a question mark at the end. And then eventually someone came up to me and was like, uh, it was Smart Mark Sterling who was editing and was running Cap TV when it first started. He came up to me and he goes, Jack, what is a Vessler? Like, wh- what are you saying? What are you talking about? And I went, oh, it's a blogger plus wrestler. You don't know? And he looks at me like I have eight heads because I was dumb enough to think people would understand that
0: yeah yeah well i'm in the older you know generation i'm sure people younger maybe get it uh, better um but i'll tell you this though it's not hard to put together like once you kind of once it clicks in your head you're like oh right yeah of course
1: thank you thank you
0: yeah i'm glad yeah definitely hey so let's go back to to the title so you were doing you you had this big match with this guy that's a that's kind of a tiktok sensation with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. how did you uh, unveil the title
1: um, it was, it was unveiled right after, right after the match, we had built, built it up that I had said I was the best uh, social media influencer, uh, got influencer in professional wrestling on social media. And he came along and was like, I don't know how you can say that I have more followers than you. And he does. And it turned into this whole big, big rivalry. He took out my tag partner, Dante, and it became a one-on-one notice, no DQ match to this day, the hardest hitting match I've ever had. Hopefully it's the hardest hitting match I ever have. Cause I was in so much pain after it. And the whole thing was he said on the mic, dude, I don't know how you can say you're the social media champion. I'm the social media champion. And then it was like, all right, let's settle this in the ring. And we didn't see the title until whoever won the match. So if he won, he would have gotten it. If I won, I would have gotten it, which I wow. did, win and I got it.
0: That's incredible. So is that a belt that you had made?
1: Uh, it's a belt I had won.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Hell yeah. That's cool, man. That's, that's really awesome. Thank I you. like it. I like that a lot. Hell yeah um so what about let's, let's talk about the jackpack
1: ah i love my jackpack <laughs> i love my jackpack i actually brought these with me i i I was thinking i don't know why i always assume it's going to be a visual so i brought these with me but i'll show them to you i i love my jackpack for those who don't know the jackpack are the hottest and strongest family on social media and in professional wrestling aka all of you my lovely fans my lovely supporters and some of them have been so great to be making me these custom figs recently
0: Oh, wow. the first one wild. i
1: got is right here. It's got the red tights. I wore these red tights on Monday Night Raw two hundred five live. Or I beat MJF in them, so it's they're pretty great. That was the first one, and then recently I got these in my new TikTok tights with the social media championship on it as well.
0: Oh, and and, I saw a picture of those on your tick on your Twitter. Uh, the the T and Tomlinson is a TikTok logo.
1: Yeah, yes, like yes, that. yes. Oh, I'm glad you picked up on that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's so cool. And another Jackback member made this custom figurehead with me. So I combined the two and uh, this figure, the TikTok tights figure uh, was made by a Jack Rec member named William Young. And he also made me another one in my yellow tights, which he said he's going to be shipping soon. So I, I'm just I'm really, really grateful. Um, it's it sounds like a cliche and it definitely is a cliche because I'm not the first person to ever say this and I won't be the last person to say this. Um, as much as you're chasing a personal dream of achieving like a childhood fantasy of making it whatever shape or form that takes in the end of the day, you have this desire, at least I personally do, to to help people and to be a positive impact in, in the world. And I know I'm I'm in entertainment. I know I'm not like solving any great, great world problems here. But I I know the impact that wrestling and movies and, you know, entertainers have had on my life, both uh, positively and negatively at a time where I needed a good negative kick in the butt. I needed a good cry every now and then. So to know that I've been able to do that for or hopefully be able to do that in some capacity for someone uh, is really the most the most rewarding and humbling feeling in the world. And they always coincidentally come at the right time. It comes at a moment where you're like, damn, am I, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Like why? I, I feel like I should be here, but I'm not there. I'm here. Why am I here? And then someone comes along who, who thinks you're farther along than you should be and is complimenting you. And it's like, Whoa, like I'll say the the day I got that most recent figure, I was um at FWF live five and it's uh, it's the Figure Wrestling Federation of Matt Cardona okay. and Brian Myers and my 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 tag team partner Dante was wrestling and I was super excited for him and I was super excited for everyone on the show but there's this like this this internal clo- thing inside of you because I had been on FWF shows before and I wasn't involved in this one in the slightest and there was this small part of me that was like damn. I- I love, I love FWF. I love Brian Myers. I love Matt Cardona. I want to, I want to wrestle in front of the major marks and I'm not. And there was a small part of me that was like really upset about that. And when I was, got to the school to, for the show, I got, I found out this figure was delivered there and I I opened it up and I filmed it and I was, I I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, like it it came at a moment where I, I I needed it and I didn't expect it either. Um, so it's I really I say jackpack because I don't want to say fans because I, I i don't I don't think you are I don't think people are uh a, a fan like a fan as a like a fan is like someone who like likes someone else's content I don't think an individual person is a fan um I don't want to think of that I like to think the jackpack is an indi- is is a group of people who I say they're the hottest and strongest family on social media and professional wrestling when I'm, when I'm in this like realm of being the social media champion. But I, I like to think it's it's a representation of someone who has a dream, doesn't have that silver spoon to give it to them easily, and has to work incredibly hard for it, and probably is going to face a crap ton of setbacks along the way, and is probably going to be told by a lot of people, oftentimes themselves, that they can't do it or that they shouldn't do it or that they won't be able to do it. But something tells them to keep pushing forward. And again, going back to that first thing I said, you might, you'll make it whatever shape that takes, you'll make it.
0: That's rad. That's super awesome. And I mean, in a sense, you already kind of have, you know, you, you getting there, getting your foot in the door, getting in that ring. You just talked about, you know, you, you beat uh, MJF in a match, like you are there. And let's talk about that for a second, because I watched that match just earlier today, actually. And there was two times in that match where I counted you out completely. I'm like, oh well, this is over, you know. And then, even though you kicked out both those times, like it's MJF, right? He's gonna win. Yeah. And and it was just, the ending was really incredible. You know, the he he pushed the referee, the referee pushed him back. You got the roll up, one, two, three. It was a great match. What was that like for you to be in the ring with him?
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, that was. It's definitely been the coolest match I've ever had. It's definitely it was crazy, and to to get the win was something I still to this day don't fully process. Um, because it was his last match before he went to AEW like officially was like this oh, wow. was something he was doing and it was like wh- why me of all people why me and that's how I look at it now at the time I this was a blessing and a curse I was very ignorant to what I was being given Um, I didn't understand how big of a match it was at the time which is good because I think knowing me I would have gotten very insecure about it and I would have probably messed up here and there Be because I would have just been nervous for the scale of what this match could be. Um, but I remember like we, we filmed a, a promo for it and it ended up being at the time, one of like, the most viewed promo on the creative pro YouTube channel. And then I remember uh, like a big wrestling podcast. I can't remember which one it was called, but talked about the promo and talked about our match. And that had never happened to me yet before. Um, Cause I was, I hadn't even been wrestling on shows for a year and I, I didn't, acknowledge how cool that was that that was happening and to this day i owe a lot to mjf for for giving me that opportunity and allowing me a front row seat to learning who how to how to structure a match and learning how to wrestle from someone who would become literally the best wrestler in the world and mm-hmm. it was it was it was a blessing and it was really really very cool it's definitely the match i've gone back and watched the most and am the most proud of um and, and man i i I wish the only thing looking back on it, I wish I realized how big it was. Because I would have tried to capitalize it on uh capitalize on it a lot more on social media and in wrestling, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean you can still kind of promote it and be like, oh look at me against the AEW world champion.
1: Yeah, now he's the world champion of all the wrestling. It's it's wild to see how the world works. And I'm the really champion is. of social media.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you pinned the current AEW world champion.
1: I did for a long time. I retired him. That's where I ended up running with it. Then I retired MJF from creative pro wrestling. Oh, because but when they,
0: yeah. Cause a lot of times when people like leave the indie scene, it's like a, like a, like a, like an El Generico left, you know, he went yeah. off to go uh, build, build orphanages.
1: Yes, exactly. But he ended up coming back to Creator pro at our last show homecoming. So he's no longer retired from creative pro. So, <laughs> But you know,
0: that's awesome though. That's great. Um, what was uh what was your whole AEW experience like for you? I know you were in AEW for a minute or you had a you know a time Yeah, a yeah,
1: I I had a couple of uh uh matches on dark for them. Uh they were both, they were all exceptional. Twice it was with the Jericho Appreciation Society and the first time was with the Gun Club who would go on to become AEW Tide champs and one of which is Billy Gunn, who's like a legend in this business. He's now part of the acclaimed. So I really I I've been very very spoiled to work with some really really talented people and you know uh hear them and learn from them and it's been so incredible aew is so such so amazing what the product they, they're able to put out for their fans but behind the scenes the few times i've been privileged enough to be back there they're they're so welcoming and they're so loving and even though i've only been back there a handful of times there's never a moment you feel like oh i shouldn't be here they're very welcoming and i love that i love that company
0: that's awesome man that's awesome that's really cool too because aew uh, i know wwe does it too but aew is really um focuses on uh getting the indie people in and and getting those little spotlight who people who deserve it and work hard and things like that and so i'm really glad that you're able to get in there and do that with them hell yeah uh you also uh can we talk about this one guy that i saw online Uh, his name is jackson james yeah are you familiar (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, it sounds it sounds a wee bit familiar. It would I didn't even know, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know I was Jackson James on on Raw and Two Hundred Five Live I didn't know that until after I wrestled on Raw and the match went up on YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, "Who's Jackson James?" I guess that's me. Okay, cool.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I loved it. I loved the name because my my aunt she uh she used to call me Jackson growing up. Oh, and, wow. and that was yeah, just
0: a coincidence that you were called Jackson James.
1: Yeah. Yeah, wow. and her her youngest son is named my cousin. His name is James. So it was weird. It was like a nice little tribute to her.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Like, this is, and this is completely random to them.
1: Yeah, completely random to them. Wow, that's interesting.
0: Uh, you the the match I really liked was the Viking Raiders. Uh, one thing I was thinking during this match was like I'm sure it's not difficult to sell uh, in a match against the Viking Raiders. It looked brutal.
1: I literally ate a three hundred four however big man's like bottom straight to my face it hurt yeah. very much
0: what was your experience like uh in the wwe backstage
1: same thing it was it was incredible i was so i was so glad to be there that at that moment in time i'm still i'm still young but when i first went to aw i was 21 i had a couple of years under my belt and i had uh i i'd grown up i was almost done with college i had one uh i had i won championships yet no, I hadn't won any championships yet, so that would have been a lie if I said that. Um, but I had a bit more experience not only in wrestling but in life with WWE. I was only eighteen. And that was actually wow. the same week I beat MJF. That was like the coolest week of my life. Monday was on Raw. Tuesday was two oh five live and then Friday was MJF. And it was really, really incredible. Uh it was an incredible experience for me. And I just—I was a little kid living a dream. Like the dream was always to grow up and wrestle for WWE. So to do it at 18 years old and to do it with VSK as my tag partner in that match because he—he he actually helped train me, and it was just really, really cool. It was like a childhood dream. So I was looking through it through a very different lens, but equally as special.
0: That's incredible! Wow, you were just—you were just 18 at that point. That's—I didn't even realize it was that long ago.
1: Yeah, I was a young youngin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you still are. Apparently, <laughs> it was oh, yeah, only a few dude. years ago, and you were only eighteen. <laughs> hey, so uh, where where are you? Where are you from? Where did you grow up?
1: Long Island, Long Island. Uh, hence, uh, creative pro wrestling. My academy that I trained at both on Long Island. I grew up like fifteen minutes away from it.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. How did you? Uh, how did you fall in love with professional wrestling?
1: Um, the first thing I ever, my brother used to watch it, and every now and then I'd go in. To the den when he was watching and i remember seeing like seamus and john cena on the tv a couple times but never really got invested to it and then there was one night uh zach Ryder came out with hugh jackman my brother had told me hugh jackman was going to be on raw and i'm like oh, i gotta watch wolverine he's wolverine yeah and i love hugh jackman to this day he's one of my all-time my favorite uh actors he's amazing and I see Hugh Jackman punch Dolph Ziggler in the face and I I remember being a little kid looking at the tv going what oh my god okay I gotta do this like what is this how do I do this and from that night literally all the way up until I left for college and I didn't have a tv in my dorm room I never missed a raw or a smackdown every single week I watched them all live never missed a single one
0: Nice. So you'd say Hugh Jackman's your favorite wrestler?
1: No, no. I'd say, <laughs> I'd, I'd say Zack Ryder is my favorite wrestler. But Hugh Jackman, Zack Ryder, and Dolph Ziggler are the entire reason I, I got into wrestling. The first storyline feud I ever remember I was ever into was Zack Ryder and Dolph Ziggler. First moment was Hugh Jackman punching Dolph Ziggler. First favorite wrestler was Zack Ryder. First wrestler I ever met at an autograph signing was Zack Ryder. That one moment literally Shaped my entire life, and I guarantee to everyone else in the world, everyone backstage, it was like, oh, we got another celebrity moment. That's cool. Hugh Jackman's promoting the movie Real Steel, but for me, it would it would mold my entire life. Not only as a wrestler, but you know, it, it gave me confidence. It gave me a a sense of a sense of purpose because it's where I, in wrestling is where I discovered that I love storytelling and I love entertaining people and it's just where i i dove into this artistic part of my mind and my brain that was always there but i never knew how to access it and it was yeah. it's it's really the coolest feeling
0: definitely and earlier you mentioned i i kind of forgot to go back and touch on it you mentioned um that you want to help people and you're like oh i'm just an entertainer but i want to help people and mm-hmm. like that is a lot of a lot of help for some people you know like pro wrestling for me is like therapeutic you know mm-hmm. if i've had a bad day if i'm feeling like like anxious uh one thing i can do is sit and watch wrestling that's for sure I love and, that. and so i same thing with me i do stand-up comedy and people so many people have come up to me and be like oh thank you so much you know like i was having this tough time with this one thing and then you touched on with your comedy it, it made me feel like a light to it and and things like that and so i completely understand what you're saying in that situation
1: i love that i, I absolutely love that i love stand-up comedy too i think it's i think it's amazing one of the early memories i have um like having a genuine laugh with uh, my my parents that felt like they were like friends and which is like a, a really good thing like growing up whenever you connect with your family it's always on like a emotional level or like personal or like they're your mom and dad but I remember my parents showed me this video of Sebastian Maniscalco um, and yeah. his uh, doorbell stand up bit and I remember like dying laughing with them and I, I just it was hysterical and something we still talk about to this day and it's it's it was it was really cool for me because it wasn't I wasn't connecting with my with my family on family level or the Yankees, something that we that we grew up loving. It was just this random out of the blue thing. It's like, yo you see this video? And it's like what video. And it was really cool. <laughs> I love stand up comedy. Love stand up.
0: And so many people bond over comedy or wrestling or things like that. You know, I have friends who just because like I was wearing a wrestling shirt at a comedy show. We're like lifelong friends now, you know, <laughs>
1: oh, I love them. Love, love, love
0: Hell yeah. That's cool, man. That's how really cool. Uh, so so, where's your brother now? Is he like a member of the Jack Pack?
1: Oh, my brother. Oh, um, yeah, my the wrestling bro- fan. Yes, my brother's now uh, now a teacher. Nice. Is he still into wrestling? Uh, he's into uh, it. Whenever I speak about it, he doesn't watch it. But like, if I if I tell him about it, he's into it. Um, he's incredibly supportive of of what I do, and uh, he, he's always his two cents to help me and making the best I can. He's, got, he's I got a good brother. He's not super into wrestling anymore, though.
0: That's cool, though. I'm glad But you know what? He was there to when you needed him to be into it. Absolutely. In your life. At what point did you tell yourself, like, this is what I want to do? Or was it that punch on, on Dolph?
1: It was that night. Yeah, it was that night.
0: <laughs> and how did you pursue it then?
1: Uh, that point, it was just consuming as much as possible. Um, I didn't know that indie wrestling was a thing um, for probably five years after that point. And then when I was like fifteen, my dad found um Creative Pro through through looking I guess he was looking up Zach Ryder, maybe to get me like a birthday present or something, and he came across Kurt Hawkins who and then came across Kurt Hawkins School, Creative Pro Wrestling, and found oh, out wow. right right by our house. And my dad was like, Hey, let's go to it. They have shows. Went to the shows, asked Brian, Hey, how do we sign up for this thing? And the rest is kind of history.
0: Wow, so did you start training at fifteen?
1: Uh, yes, yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. yeah so what was it like for you then going from being this fan kid to like being behind the curtain and training with the with these guys?
1: It was, it was honestly, it was the athletic part and the physicality of it came pretty naturally to me. I, I definitely was never someone who was like, oh, these ropes won't hurt or these bumps will be nothing. I expected them to hurt. So when they did hurt, I wasn't shocked. And <laughs> I had watched it for so long. I, I had a decent understanding of, of, rest, of as much as I could. I'm not trying to pretend like as a fan, I knew what I was doing. I didn't in the slightest, but as much as I could, I had an understanding and I was very much instilled with the value to keep your mouth shut and your ears open. So I didn't come in as a no at all. And I tried my best to listen and take advice. And I was spoiled by being trained by VSK, who I think is like the best unsung independent, uh not independent, he's with AEW and Ring of Honor, the best in-ring performer that has never been like given the stage of stages because he's so good. So I was spoiled by getting to learn from him. And then Brian and Pat Buck and I was so I was so excited and I got to train with MJF and Bronson and Max Caster and Chris Statlin where wow. they all got their big break. So I got to see literal legendary, uh, generational talents be made right in front of me. And I got to learn from them and grow with them. The, the, the hard part about it was I was, I was, I was in my, I was in high school. I was a kid. And the next youngest person there was 22. It was MJF. Well, so that I was a big difference. <laughs> yeah. It was like a seven year difference, especially at that age, even now, like, I don't know, I'm not I'm not these ages, but I feel like 35 and 40 is not as big of a gap as 15 and 20 because there is there's a big just emotional and physical and mental growth that comes in those years. And that's why everyone's like, Oh, high school and middle school and college are like the hardest times because that's where you're learning. You don't know anything. And it was it was tough. That was tough at times picking between high school and and wrestling. And I was also, I've been a theater kid my whole life. So I had to, I was doing school plays and I was in these musicals, but I'm also like trying to go to training. So navigating that life was oh, I bet. great learning experience.
0: That is pretty crazy. You know, so many things going on. Uh, what kind, What were you doing in theater? Did you like, what were some really fun plays you were in?
1: Um, I did a lot of Shakespeare. I did uh, significant, was it significant? I don't know. No, no, Significant Other was a totally other play. I did Macbeth, I did Twelfth Night, I did uh, Cinderella, I did a play called Significant Other, so I did a bunch of things, and then a bunch of showcases as well. I got through a scene from The Notebook, which was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, wow, that's cool.
1: Yeah, and after that... um, so. Focused mainly on wrestling for a few years and now I'm back into acting and I'm trying and I'm doing my main work with film. I had my first feature film in January. We shot that, which was really, really incredible. Oh, I've congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've shot a few short films since then. And right now, um, I'm working on a couple of short films that I'm writing and directing myself that I'll also star in. And earlier today, I've been just, uh, I got casted in a production of six, six degrees of separation. So I'm really excited.
0: Wow. Yeah. You're doing it, man. You really are. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's, it's crazy because when you were getting into wrestling, when you are in high school, you had the theater, right? Like you said, you had school and wrestling. And now as you're getting into more of an adulthood, you have the wrestling and you're getting into acting. And it's kind of something that you you know that you can do. You know, you've yeah. been there in a way.
1: Yeah, I never, I never grew out of it. A lot of yeah. high school kids grow out of it. A lot of wrestling fans grow out of that desire. I never grew out of either one.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you? Did you? So you basically stopped acting um, after high school until this time frame.
1: Not necessarily. I I always took classes. I was always taking acting classes and keeping those chops as warmed up as I could and keeping those muscles working. But I wasn't doing any productions for a couple of years, and then the whole entire twenty twenty, I never. No one had anything. Oh,
0: nobody did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But like, also, wrestling is a form of acting. So every Absolutely. time you- yeah, every time you cut a promo, you're you're cutting them, you're saying a monologue. You're just uh,
0: yeah. It. And I was gonna say you you are really good at talking and wrestling. Like, how much credit do you give your acting background for that?
1: I I, I give I give actually all of my credit in not that I can. I give all of my credit to making YouTube videos, honestly, because okay. the, the constant hours of staring into talking to no one. You're talking, about yeah, can, right. No. And it's basically a 15 to 20 minute movie that I make myself. And it's, it's a vlog and, you know, it's me talking and, you know, I look back at my earlier ones and I'm like, damn, I am not entertaining at all. I'm really annoying. And then I make videos now and I'm like, oh, these are pretty good. And I'm going to rewatch them in a year from now. And I'm going to look back on what I made today (laughs) and say, wow, that was really annoying. And I'm not very good. But it was this, this idea that I need to find a way to captivate someone for 15 minutes uh, with just me. That's all I got. And maybe someone else will come in and maybe this, but at the end of the day, it's me and my phone and the camera that it, that it helps me record on. And that's all I got. And that built me confidence and having a small audience, especially in the beginning, even still now, I don't fear messing up. I don't fear not saying the right catchphrase or something like that. So I'm able to take, take it slow, but that's provided me with confidence, whether in the ring or uh, on stage. Yeah, that's cool.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, you're right though. The the YouTube videos cuz you're you're just talking to nobody the whole time. And one of my friends told me a while back cuz he does radio and he was like, "Yeah, dude, the difference between radio and comedy is like if you tell a joke, just like in wrestling, right? You can hear the reaction of the audience. But when you're doing radio, you just put it out there like YouTubers and you're like, "Oh, I hope they like this."
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 strange. There's but there's different there's different ways to to do everything. Like there are certain jokes you would never you would never make on in a vlog because it wouldn't land because people okay. aren't there to, to receive it. But then you would make it at a standup comedy show because mm-hmm. you know someone in the front row, hopefully, you know, they're <laughs> going to laugh and they're going to get it. And then when people watch it back, hearing that laughter is going to inherently tell them "Oh, that's funny. I like this. So it's all, it's different. It's all like, everything's different perspectives. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Hey, talk to us about prime energy.
1: Oof, my, my, my child has been sitting here with me. Prime, they have a new flavor, Lemonade, Lemonade Prime. I think this Ooh. might be my favorite flavor. Uh Prime Hydration by Logan Paul and KSI, 10% Kuchenar, 250 50 milligrams of BCAAs, B vitamins, antioxidants, 834 milligrams of electrolytes. Available at Target, Walmart, GNC, Kroger, Vitamin Shop. just to name a few places. Also available on Long Island, on Long Island, online, I didn't say online. But you can also get Prime Energy. I just tried Prime Sticks for the first time. I mean, this is this stuff's incredible. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm so blessed. I get to be a Prime Ambassador. Uh, shout out to Trip Jordy for sending me the link to sign up to be a Prime Ambassador. And for some unknown reason, I got selected by the company to represent them. And I love it. It's great.
0: That's awesome. Uh, how How much do you incorporate Prime into your wrestling?
1: Probably a little too much. I think, I think, are, I think a lot of people are annoyed. They're like, Jack, it's not a part of who you are. It's just a, a, an ambassadorship that you do. I'm like, but it is who I am. This is everything. I mean, I said this, I tweeted this out this, this morning and, I, and I'll read this tweet again and I apologize for looking at my phone right now, but I swear I'm pulling up a tweet. I, this morning, one of the first things I did, which I'm kind of ashamed to say, the first thing I did was I went on social media this morning, but I'm a social media champion. What do you expect? From
0: me? You have to, yeah.
1: Where is this tweet? Oh, okay, here it is. I said this morning, I woke up in the middle of the night feeling sick. So I did what any logical social media champion would do. And I drank Prime, then went back to bed. Woke up a few hours later feeling 100. Hashtag drink Prime. And that is, that's, that's I, I'm not joking. I didn't just think of that. I didn't just write that to promote Prime. That's what I actually did. I woke up at four in the morning. I felt terrible. I was like, I should probably drink some water. And I'm like, but water's all the way in the kitchen. Prime is sitting right here. Let's drink some prime. So I downed a prime lemonade and I went back to bed and I woke up this morning and I felt great. So I'm a true, I'm saying it's prime prime healed me. Prime saved me when I was sick. So you don't want to be sick then drink prime.
0: Wait, how much prime do you have on hand right now?
1: Uh, Right now? Just this, but over across the room, I have one, two, three, four cases.
0: Nice. (laughs) That's cool. Logan Paul, he was on WrestleMania
1: recently. And cases. Logan Paul's. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, yeah, he's my boss. He's my boss, and I love and I love. I love <laughs> that's good. The yeah, yeah, he's, bringing, good he's for Logan Paul. new eyes. Yeah, he's got all these new eyes in, in on uh, on WWE and on wrestling, and I'm I'm really grateful for that. It's a it's a little annoying because you know he's doing everything I do on a bigger scale to me and better than I probably ever could. But you know,
0: yeah. But so you know what though, I mean, you got to start somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, he's paving a new a new path, and that's something I I, I really. Regardless of if, if you like him or his brother, um, that's something you have to respect about what they're doing. It's something that not many people have done or can do. Uh, they're paving their own path. There's nobody that's ever come up in professional wrestling like Logan. There's nobody that's ever come up in boxing like Jake. There's no one that ever came up in movies like The Rock. Like These are people that are paving their own path to achieve a, a dream that for a long time people thought had to be this one way. Like you had to to make it to WWE, you had to be in the NFL or you had to be an indie darling. It had to be one of those two things. There was nothing in between. But now there's a whole boatload of ways to achieve this, and it's really, really, very cool. It's it's a whole opening, and it's a it's a really big benefit that comes along with social media. And in a world where social media is overrun with negativity and toxic mindsets and behaviors. It's really cool to see people using it as a positive impact and a positive influence.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I can honestly say I've, I've said this a few times. I'm much older. I can honestly say that I'm not a fan of the Paul brothers, but I do respect what they're doing in wrestling, and I love that. Just everybody hates them. Everybody hates them so much. And yeah. and so Logan Paul comes in the WWE. I'll tell you what. I was watching uh whatever the Saudi Arabia thing he was in. There's not a mm-hmm. lot of people that you could just pull off of YouTube then to go in there and hold it on with Roman Reigns. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's not just some, like, he's not just some schmuck off the street. He's in there holding his own with Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, literally. He's he's very, he's very a very, very talented and athletic individual.
0: Yeah. Had a really good showing at the Rumble. Yeah, he's doing, I mean, he's doing good. He's better, than, uh, he's better than some uh, people. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> but, you know,
1: it's neither her <laughs> nor there.
0: Uh, he you definitely- have any you have any matches or anything coming up
1: i do this weekend going to VPW june 10th victory pro wrestling taking on bryce donovan in the main event to see who will become the number one contender for the victory Pro wrestling championship it should be me it will be me
0: hell yeah that's awesome that's awesome uh well thank you so much for joining me it's been super fun talking to you man oh of course thank you for
1: having me i had a blast
0: hell yeah you want to you want to this is probably a silly question you want to plug your social media
1: Dude, I want to plug my social media. (laughs) I mean, I I don't want to be that guy. But if I'm going to be that guy, then I guess I'll be that guy. And I guess I'll tell people that if you want to follow me, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to follow me. If you don't want to follow me, it's probably because you're a hater. If you're a hater, it's okay. You don't have to be a hater. You can just join the jackpack simply by following me on all social media accounts, Instagram and TikTok, both at Jack Tomlinson 2000, Twitter at Jack Tomlinson 00, YouTube at Jack Tomlinson Vlogs. You can also buy the merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash JT Vlogs.
0: Hell yeah. You can find me at Funky Sam Medina across the board. Follow me on Twitter at PWN Podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, Jack.
1: Thank you. Remember, drink Prime.